Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Castology. This is Castology, and I am one of your Castologists, Zane C. Weber, here with my not-so-new castologists anymore. You're one in, you're almost veterans now. To my right. Harry George Wallace here for second castology uh, recording. And diagonally across the desk. If we're going to do middle names, then it's Brittany Taylor Hetherington. There no, we no. Go. no, no, middle names are our thing. Well, <laughs> bloody other side of the table. I see how yeah, it is. I mean, Your name uh, has enough syllables in it without adding <laughs> It is quite verbose. <laughs> I, I mean, to marry someone with a short name the like The cool Smith. kids use a middle name, but uh, the best kids use oh. a middle initial. I do, yeah. <laughs> but Harry G. Wallace just sounds like a rug rat for some reason. G is an awkward one. It's, it's G. Willikers. Yeah. It just it I, doesn't vibe. I quite enjoy that um, BTH for Brittany Taylor Hetherington almost spells bitch. Almost, yeah. <laughs> and it fills me with joy. Anyway. <laughs> so you're here for another round of podcast recommendation and review. Mm-hmm. Each week we're going to recommend three podcasts, each of us recommending one, and then we'll go back and review the podcast we recommended a fortnight before. So how are we all today? Oh, you know, doing well. Yeah, I'm here. I will say we just completed what was a tradition on the on the last were in the in the last team was family dinner. We oh, just, really? We That's just, so uh, cute. Oh, we're continuing a tradition. That's so <laughs> yeah. sweet. Yeah. But you tricked us into it. So you all thought just... you were hungry, but no, it was tradition. <laughs> it was the plan all <laughs> along. No, we, we dug into some dirty or, por- or Porto Bergs. <laughs> My pants are partially unzipped. <laughs> <laughs> it was an intense meal all around, but let's get into our podcast recommendations. So I'm going to start this week by saying I want to hear about Harry's podcast. Excellent. This week I am recommending Dungeons and Daddies, not a BDSM podcast. Mm. Hashtag not a BDSM Hashtag podcast. Hashtag not a BDSM Double podcast. Double Ds. Um, so Dungeons and Daddies is probably, I would say, one of my favourite podcasts. Uh, I've been listening to it for a long time, two friends separately recommended it to me, and then I always get it wrong with which one actually got me onto it. So they, <laughs> they both get annoyed at me when I talk to them about it. So we won't mention anyone. So that I won't, way you're yeah, not going to get in trouble. Diplomatically, I'm not mentioning any names. Uh, shout out to you, Cinnamon and Ella. Um, oh. But yes, Dungeons and Daddies is wonderful. It is a real play D&D podcast, uh, but it is the most fun and ridiculous of them, I would say, uh, if you're a D&D aficionado, uh, such as Zane and Brittany. Yeah, I mean, that's probably something we should warn our, our listeners about now is like... Oh, this podcast happening. is getting nerdier. Uh, I used to be the sole representative of the Dungeons & Dragons uh, fandom, and now this is very close to becoming an actual play Dungeons & Dragons Now podcast. you have my sword. <laughs> uh, yes, I, my name is Harry George Wallace, and I am a level eight rogue. Um, yeah, no, it is 
It's real play, but it's very digestible to people who aren't D&D. It's more of a comedy podcast than anything else, and it follows a through storyline, um, which is very, very good. And they focus more on the story than they do the actual like role-playing elements of it. And it's by four, five comedian-slash-writers uh, who are all wonderfully funny. I don't think there's ever been a full episode of it that I haven't laughed at loud at least once. Okay. Um, yeah, cannot recommend it more highly. Uh, what else is there to say about it? I would like to know where the daddies comes from. Oh, yeah, I should explain that bit. <laughs> yeah, like the actual context of the podcast, that might be useful. Um, it is about four dads who drop through a portal into the universe of Dungeons & Dragons. So four dads from our world who are doing their own dad things like coaching sports teams and helping their kids. And Maybe their kids- some people have that experience with their dad, Harry, but try not to generalise. I mean, <laughs> couldn't comment, but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> what else that would be uh, like. Uh, he's coming back from that cigarette run any day now. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. So their kids get lost in the Forgotten Realms, which is where like all the Dungeons & Dragons things happen in canon. And then these four dads go off on a quest to find their lost sons in Dungeons and Dragons world. So they're just kind of like wandering around this fantasy realm while they're still dads, but they also get the powers of the people who play D&D. And it's just a fun juxtaposition and it's an all-round good time. And that's where the daddies come from. And they, every time it is on the podcast, it does say not a BDSM podcast, except for the one time that it was indeed a BDSM podcast. <laughs> I guess my next question is, so it's about fathers and sons. Is it family friendly? No. No. <laughs> Decidedly <laughs> not. Right. It's it's adult humour. It is indeed yep. the adult adult <laughs> humour. Uh, yes. If you are a baby, hats off to you for listening to this. <laughs> but also don't listen to Dungeons & Daddies. I, um, I will uh, put it on the table that I have listened to this before. I haven't listened to every episode. I kind of, I jumped on it at the start and then... Due to time constraints, I had to pick podcasts to leave my feed, and this was one of them. But yes, I look forward to reviewing it with all of you next week. Mm-hmm. And what do you have anything to say, Brittany? You've been quiet for an uncharacteristic amount of time. I was being respectful. I know. I, I'm, I've got that awareness of, of it's like, Brittany, you speak too much. Make sure you come up for air, is what I was currently going for. <laughs> oh, that's cool. I guess um, we'll just move on then. No, I. I no, no. I really. Oh. I guess we'll just move on. <laughs> Sorry, continue. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I I quite enjoyed it. Much like I uh, said previously, I I like a storytelling format. I like being read to, um, and it seems to fulfil that kind of criteria. So I'm excited yeah, to I'd um, say so. to to delve into it a bit more and uh, form my opinion. Should we Should we declare what our what our class race combination is at the moment Ooh. in dungeons and dragons yeah at the moment the, like one that we play regularly yeah, yeah sure or, or the most memorable i guess yeah you, no yeah. i've got mine for sure sure um am i going first yeah, I, yeah. yeah. I volunteered you're very me. confident i dobbed myself in uh so my favorite character that i play is a tiefling which if you're not a big D head is like a, go for that one a, a demon person yeah Brit okay. knows exactly the character i'm talking about uh a demon person tiefling. They are an arcane trickster rogue class. Okay. Uh, and their name is Fred. Sure. It, I mean, I would say, like, I don't want to cast Aspersions here, but that's a pretty gay character. Oh, it, I, I think <laughs> he's more of like a Captain Jack Harkness character oh, okay. where he like, transcends sexuality. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, no, I love Fred. His name is actually an acronym for like a big demon. It's like Frederick, uh, Regulus, and Julius, and it's like all of them, but it's it's Fred altogether. Nice. Um, I've had some some fun times playing Fred. What about you, Brett? I'm currently playing Malik Westbrook, which is basically Water Water, the name like multiple <laughs> times. Um, so I had a lot of it's fun Moon with that. Moon. Oh my god, were you guys on the internet for Moon Moon, or is no. this a very obscure? Yeah, Zayn's yeah. nodding. Excellent. Okay. I'm gonna have to ask afterwards. Very or- obscure reference, but continue. Yeah. Um, so I'm playing a Triton. Uh, I'm, I guess my class is technically Sorcerer, but it's a bit of a, a homebrew in that basically I'm from Avatar and I can waterbend and it's a good old time. But with a mixture of um, Storm from like X-Men. So I've still oh. got some lightning or like Sith vibes. That's fun. Um, very fun. Because um, I've also got, uh, yeah, a Triton. Uh, sorry, a Trident. I am a Triton. Um, and like a net. So it's kind of like Coliseum. I throw the net electricity. Gladiatorial. Ooh. Yeah, very fun. And that I is have, fun. I have a frog neck, which I use for storage. And when I'm distressed, it goes. Oh, <laughs> that definitely sounded more like a pigeon than a frog, but I'm not going to judge. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, it's, it's my original character and it can be any way I like. Oh, absolutely. That's what <laughs> D&D is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I keep claiming that I have yet to drown a man because I realise I can breathe underwater <laughs> and that will be my attack move one day. Anyway, I got way too excited then. Thanks for asking. I love it. I love <laughs> it. Uh, Zane, tell us about your character. Uh, I play a little frogman, a grung, a grung rogue, uh, who's most homicidal most of the time. Um, yeah, and he just wants to be the boss and no one really wants to let him be the boss because he's little. But Aww. it's Napoleon syndrome, man. Yeah, I mean, he, he doesn't dreams. really. He he's an outlander, so he doesn't really understand social norms. But so he just kind of goes along and kills people when he feels appropriate. What a life! Yeah. Do repercussions <laughs> happen? Like, I guess oh, he's a yeah, absolutely. Person, yeah. Um. The the thing about Grung though is he can't touch them without getting poisoned. So he's oh, so one of those like so yellowy are, black frogs. Yeah, people are hesitant to slap him. I love that. Shall we pivot before we lose anyone who's here for sports? Yeah, I I think, yeah, now we move on from the nerdery. Uh, Well, we don't have any sports for them this week, so that will probably be a running theme. I I can try and expand, you know? Yeah, it would actually be very fun for us to review sports podcasts. (laughs) Come to think of it. So let's move on to my recommendation. Um, So I'm recommending Strange Air. Now, this is an audio fiction podcast, fully scripted, full cast. It has about 10 episodes, but every second episode is like two minutes long. Um, So the full episodes and then kind of a little episode, like a little extra bit in there. I'm so excited. Don't get fooled. And Strange Air follows the investigation into the disappearance of the host of a radio show called Strange Air. And the investigation is being done by his now grown daughter. Um, Yeah, I'm not going to spoil too much. I haven't listened to all of it yet. uh, Is there a lot? There's only 10 episodes, and the episodes are about half an hour long, the the big ones, and then the small ones are between one and two minutes. So it's also finished then, too. Yes. I would, but... (laughs) I believe they are working on a season two. Yes, Um, I did see that, because when I saw you were recommending it, I did a quick old uh, Google, and it said they'd greenlit season two. It's comforting that there's a a conclusion to the the first season, though, because any time that there's... Oh, I guess it would be a cliffhanger if there's a season two, but... (laughs) Well, it could be another investigation, or it could be an investigation into something else. Uh, Fingers crossed. I don't know how it ends yet. Yeah. Um, But I I really enjoy this. It is very kind of late-night radio Mm. vibes, which I really resonate with. I love that. Um, I'm very excited about this. 
is. The rest of the the audio is non-adetic, so kind of. Ooh, fancy film words. <laughs> so yeah, I was. You're listening. Language. I know what it means. To oh, conversations yeah. <laughs> that aren't necessarily being recorded for any reason other than this is an audio drama. But the there's late night radio, which is obviously being recorded because it's late night radio, um, and there's personal recordings that you also hear. But yeah, um, but also it's not very produced. There's not a lot of music or effects in this. Mm. It's not a. Q code production, so it's it is kind of understated in how that goes. Um, but yeah, I'm really enjoying it, and I hope that you all do too. Um, I, I think this is a the, I'm expecting this to be an easy win. Um, to after last week's uh, recommendation, hard sell, <laughs> easy win. You got to bring them back in. I'm quite excited. Me too. I'm really this really resonates with me as well. Like I, I'm a big fan of like the whole like Americana late night talk show cryptid X file kind of <laughs> feeling. So I'm I'm here for it. Absolutely. So let's go on to a strange recommendation from Young Brittany. Yeah, I tried. Hey, um, <laughs> bring your podcast to work day, and I made. Uh, choice. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, I had chosen the Midnight Gospel podcast, not realizing, ha, idiot, dumb, that it is actually a derivation of a different podcast. The Duncan Trussell Radio Hour. Never met him. Yep. Never met him. <laughs> I hardly knew him. Yeah. No, I, just because I realized that it must have been recorded um, uh, through some sort of, I guess, audio only format uh, when I originally saw it on TV, because there's actually. Um, so you found this on Netflix? Absolutely, yeah. Um, I was drawn in by the quite the colourful art um, and I quite like it because it tells very different kind of stories. I guess kind of like you mentioned before, it is a bit like stoner talk, kind of um, casual, calm <laughs> vibes. But um, I quite like ASMR, not the weird like shit where it's like, hi, I'm going to cut your hair today. My God, you're gorgeous. It, those ones freak me out, but like just random like squelching noises or just like easy tones, etc. Yeah, um, yeah. I find uh, quite soothing. I love how random squelching noises is the less strange one of those options <laughs> to you. I, 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 I swear it is. I've heard some weird stuff in my search. Oh. Um, I guess maybe a more normed one is listening to rain. Yeah. Just nice, oh. consistent sounds. Does that count as ASMR? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, there you go. You learn something new every You're day. You're a freak too. Yeah, here a- we are. ASMR is anything that incorporates subtones. I thought you were like spelling out the acronym then. It was like, <laughs> really? The first letter's anything? No, let's let's get nerdy audio into it. Anything above your regular hearing range or below your regular hearing range, you can still hear and feel in your body, but you don't register it as sound. So mm. it brings on, it can bring on a feel of like spooky or transcendence. Some or, bone conduction or something happening. Yeah. yeah so like where the, uh, the brown note comes in, is that? Oh, uh, not really. That's actually my favourite um, <laughs> ASMR. <laughs> but like if you walk into a church, the echoes actually are, are generating, your walking mm. generates infrasound, which makes you feel like you're connected to something bigger than what you are. That sort of phenomenon. Yeah. Uh, I and knew ASMR, it was all a trick. ASMR doesn't trigger for everyone. I don't get triggered by ASMR. I don't get that feeling. But yeah, yeah I was actually introduced to it at work. And they were like, look, some weirdos listen to this stuff. And I was like putting it in my ears being like, yeah, freaks. And then I went and immediately went on YouTube <laughs> and continued what I was listening to. So, um, But I, yes, back on topic. <laughs> yeah, so Midnight Gospel is a Netflix show yes. which takes audio from uh, Duncan Trussell Family Hour, not Radio Hour, sorry, and kind of takes excerpts of that which are particularly existential mm. uh, and that sort of thing and puts it to animation. Now, there is a 
playlist on Spotify called uh, Midnight Gospel Podcast, which takes the full podcast from Duncan Trussell and puts them into uh, that that were used for Midnight Gospel and puts them into a playlist for you all to listen to if you wish. Mm. I find um, it a nice kind of wind down after a long work day, like a glass of wine, um, maybe, a, I don't know, knitting or playing a video game in the background, but you can just kind of let it soak into you. And just some existential stoner talk. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. what's well, not lots of love. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could just hang out at any party from my early 20s if that's what I wanted on. But they've cut – oh, I guess they do ramble, no, actually. No, I, I was going to say they could fin- <laughs> they finesse it, but I was like, that's that's a lie. No, it's, it, it looks really interesting. I'm, I'm very keen to uh, dive into the Midnight Gospel. I also like the name a lot. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it is a very – it, it's different to every other Netflix show I've ever seen. Uh, I will say that. And the Duncan Trussell is, it's one of those shows where some episodes are really good, depending on the guest, and some episodes are just Duncan Trussell ranting about turkeys for yeah. for half an hour. That's relevant <laughs> to my interest, just random Well, you shit. win some and you win some. Yes. Um, the, the mother one's quite interesting too, yes. if you want to pick one. Yeah. Um, okay, well, those are our recommendations for this week. Let's go back and talk about politics again, oh, uh, which was our first our first podcast as as a new group of castologists. What is it? But we can't for? talk about the election because I'm I'm still processing a lot of things. Mm. Yeah. Also, we really don't know what happened yet because you know we record in advance. But I was, I was being sneaky. I was trying. Know, to, I was just trying to let us get away oh with it. Oh my god! Uh, something you'll Time come to learn construct. about me is I am radically honest. <laughs> uh, I love that. I don't care about your your feelings. I'm going to tell you what's happening. <laughs> Conservatives. Um, so I'd yeah, like let's to omit myself from this narrative. <laughs> Uh, so let's talk about our recommendations from last episode. I would like to let's well let's sandwich. <clears throat> what would you like to do? Talk about the one that is radically different to the rest, or talk about the rest first? Let's do the rest do first. Rest. Okay. Well, let's let's talk with uh, talk about Harry's recommendation, which was no silly questions. Why not? Yeah, so I recommended No Silly Questions because I think it's a good jumping off point for anyone who wants to get more invested in politics. And the way I have justified this to friends of mine is that there was a tweet that I saw a long time ago that was, if you want to be into politics, the people who are into politics are the people who own all of your shit. They are the people who are benefiting from it. It Mm -hmm. is your local members. It is the landlords. It is the people making use of negative gearing and franking credits. So get more into politics. Take the power back to the people is my philosophy. No Silly Questions is a way of doing that. It is a good resource. It really breaks everything right down to basics. Uh, And I'm very interested to hear what you thought of it. It's a very, like, it's not a complex podcast. Like, you know, it's pretty... Well, no, it's literally about making things simpler. Yeah, it's what it says on the tin. Yeah, I so, like podcasts that are a bit easier to, to digest, I suppose. If I could learn to speak, that'd be amazing. <laughs> digest? Digest. Um, I'm sorry that you don't have such a broad vocabulary like me. That's incredible. Um, I learn every day. Ju- <laughs> just squeaked past vocabulary there. <laughs> I'm a speech pathologist. <laughs> Help. Say that 10 times, 10 times. Five. Yeah, gosh. Speech pathologist. <laughs> oh, it's the worst when you're on a phone too and you're like, hi, I'm uh, Brittany and I'm the blah, blah, blah. I'm um, Brittany Heatherington. Try saying that with a speech yeah. impediment. Oh, God. Yeah, that's why I don't go by that name at work. <laughs> Anyway, continue. Yes, tell me what you um, thought. I well, when I heard it, um, I was like, "Is that the exact same woman from my podcast?" So we <laughs> yes. did choose our podcast of very similar stuff, which I thought was quite charming. Yeah, that's cute. We went for the same thing. It's a nice little coincidence, like you both coming in for the first time, and you mm. you you're like, "This pertains to me." Absolutely. Listen to it. And as somebody who 
would have many silly questions. I'm a, actually a big believer in the fact that there is such thing as a silly question. Um, I do that every day. Um, but uh, It's mostly, what's Brit doing here? Why? <laughs> it's the silliest question I ever ask. It's in what context? Sorry, <laughs> I'll just, just uh, whenever you turn uh, up. Hello, let me into your house. Um, yeah, no, I, I quite like something that's easy to digest um, and explains things because I don't have a great awareness of politics mm-hmm. myself. I'm slowly upskilling in that area when I realise that it is, you know, important. But mm-hmm. I do, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I like being able to eventually learn more about that. So I, I think, I enjoy yeah, it. this sort of podcast that has the the end date and going like, <coughs> we, uh, we the publication said, we see this need. People are asking questions about this particular thing. Let's help them. Because, again, like political uh, really like engagement in Australia is pretty low. Yeah, considering um, we have compulsory voting, that's a problem. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. that's the thing. I am aware that I'm not super schooled up in it, but um, I always upskill when it's time to vote, but then yeah. I immediately forget again, and then mm. I have to come back and, and do I it all over again. that's a really, again. really common thing. Yeah, um, for sure. And so that's the, 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 the selling point of this is it's a resource that people don't have to feel ignorant that mm. they don't know what they're talking about when they can listen to something like that and go, Oh, so that's how the Senate works. Mm. Or like, oh, that's why I would vote for a smaller party that can't technically be voted into power. But, yeah, and and I think that's because they're dealing with, um, like, uh, with with small questions and they're small episodes, I think that that's kind of the, the glory of this podcast. And the fact that it does run a short period of time. So if someone comes to you with questions saying, like, so I... I just can't get my head around why there's so many smaller parties now. What's going on? Or what's the yeah. difference between the the two major parties? You can go like, well, I can tell you, but this podcast, just go listen to it and it'll cover everything in like an hour that I could tell you in, in a couple of days. And it's yeah. very beneficial, I suppose, because it's easy to get caught up in the idea of um, paying attention to the party as being the person at its head as opposed yes. to actually deconstructing yes. that. Washington system versus Westminster system. Yeah. <laughs> That's hard to say. <laughs> We're just Westminster giving, giving, system. giving ourselves tongue twisters. Today. Thanks to a porto. <laughs> Sponsored by... Uh, no, you, not at all. Non-affiliation. You, you um, did actually have, um, what, a jalapeno... Ed- edible, that's not what you call it. <laughs> Jalapeno <laughs> Papa. Jalapeno <laughs> Edible. Um, yeah, that I'm just cool. sounds yeah, like I'm a bad cool. time. Uh, um, so, yeah, Britney's podcast, why. Circling Back, is very similar. Was very similar. Very similar, yeah. but perhaps more of a conversational style. Um, I like that because it feels like I have friends. Oh. Yeah, so this is definitely <laughs> yeah. more, more of the style of podcast that I would listen to for fun. Where yeah. it's two people talking to each other and explaining things to each other, um, whether or not they actually know it and whether or not that's that's a facade. This is definitely something. This is how I learn is by talking to people, and mm-hmm. that's how I like to learn things from podcasts. Um, this one is a bit longer. I think that's the main difference is yeah. that um, the episodes are about thirty minutes. There, they. I felt that they didn't declare their their own political leanings I didn't as notice myself. clearly as No Silly Questions did. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're definitely trying to be more, let's straight down the line, just give the information. Um, to be fair, No Silly Questions did try and give Scott Morrison an interview and he was not available and therefore the other parties, only other ones that got interviewed. And, and that's not their fault. He was probably in Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's all I have to say. They're, they're of 
production values, they're very similar. They're both very easy to listen to. Mm-hmm. I think they both very much serve, meet and, and succeed at what they set out to do. I, I imagine age range too, it probably would be more situated towards people um, in their 20s. Or yeah, yeah. The, they've both got a young Early vibe. 30s. I mean, the the host of No Silly Questions, um, Billy Fitzsimons and Tom Crowley, hopefully I'm pronouncing both of those right, uh, Billy is definitely of the younger generation. I'm pretty sure she's a 20-something journalist. Mm. And Tom is very much your uh, super approachable and very talkative, but uh, very much the uh, the older white male journalist. Um, I'm making assumptions, but <laughs> I think they're safe. That sounds um, good for contrast, though. It is. It yeah. is 100%. And it is good to have that mutual dialogue. And they get on like the banter's good. Uh, so, yeah, it's um, good times. Awesome. So those are uh, good podcasts to listen to if you want to learn more about Australian politics. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the commie podcast that I recommended. Oh. I was about to say it was like, and then there was Zane. Uh, so this is presented by a British person. Um, I'm not sure if he still lives in the UK, uh, but it basically covers working class around the world and movements that have uh, have happened in the past and how they inform the the rights that we have now and how we can take lessons from them uh, moving forward. So this was dry and I did warn you about that and I threw you in the deep end with the Zane Dry podcast right off the top. It's all right, I brought water. <laughs> so what did you think? Look. <laughs> no, I, I think I had a slightly easier time of it than Brit did, but I yes. still... I can do... A dry podcast occasionally, like I can do a little bit of hardcore history with Malcolm. Oh, with it's really happening. What's his Dan name? Carlin. Um, Dan Carlin, and I can do a little bit of revisionist history with Malcolm Gladwell. That very much like that style of just a presenter talking at you about information. This one, for some reason, I found more difficult to absorb. Yep. And I started with the first episode, which was a mistake because the production value was much lower, uh, <laughs> and I switched it off after about three minutes. But then I went to the most recent episode, and it was slightly easier. I found the content interesting but not enrapturing. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad it exists <laughs> because there was some commentary about how they're building a community base of historians, and I really like that. Um, and their whole philosophy of empowering people and, like, uh, Effective socialism and that kind of stuff is very cool, just not my particular cup of Earl Grey. Yeah, absolutely. Now, there's contention around if... Well, (coughs) anyway, there's some contention around uh, things like auditory processing disorder in terms of there being a UK and a US definition and also if it's an actual viable um, diagnosis in general. The speech pathologist is coming out. Oh, yes. Well, they say it's often... uh, contributed by other factors, including language comprehension difficulties. But enough about that. Um, I, If it did exist, then this podcast is now the <laughs> test for that. Um, it is the beep test of exactly. uh, auditory processing. Um, yeah, I actually had a lot of trouble actually even hearing the content because um, of the tone. I like an English accent. Who doesn't? Uh, even if it's a bit... Um, more broad, I quite enjoy English accents. Um, but I just only got every couple of words or so because I just couldn't concentrate and make sense of what was being said. So it might have been amazing, <laughs> but I just don't I don't know what happened. No, and, and that, that's, <laughs> that's totally fair. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why we have three different people on this podcast to kind of say what was your experience with this mm-hmm. content. Um, I will say I th- – this same – this Zane dryness, I do need to be in a particular headspace mm. to enjoy consuming it. 
Um, but this is very much definitely a very efficient way for me to absorb knowledge. Um, this, this sort of like, here is what happened on April 1st. Oh. <laughs> See, no I need my uh, I need my knowledge to dress me up and take me out to dinner first. Yeah. Yes. I need to be seduced into knowledge. And this one has no interest in making you like them. They're like, mm-hmm. the, here is the details. Here's the data. Um, and while they definitely approach it from a very leftist perspective, they also don't, there's not a lot of emotional language pushing you in that direction. It is just kind of like, this is why these people did this. And this is the part of the political spectrum that they sat on. Um, um, and that sort of thing as well. So even though it is very biased, the information isn't presented in a biased way, which is something that I appreciate Absolutely. because that also makes me turn off really quickly. Mm. And it's hard to know if you're actually, um, I guess, hearing a true story if it's just yeah. told through this, yeah, a certain lens time and time again. Yeah. So that's quite yeah, refreshing, even though I have no idea what was said. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can just assume it was good. Yeah, I, yeah. I trust you. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I, I have done my – I did, like – fact check a couple of their episodes just mm. to see like if their references checked out and Ooh. yeah it all checked out so Dude, i'm happy to trust them that. now mm. well that's the thing when you're presenting like a history podcast and particularly political history podcast that's very heavily biased in one way you want to check that they're telling you the truth i guess um, things being written from the perspective of the victor as well it could yeah it's a challenge <laughs> awesome well those are our reviews for our political week from last week. Let's go back and just back announce what we re- what we recommended this week. Uh, let's start with Harry. Dungeons and Daddies, hashtag not a BDSM podcast. Yes, daddy, yes. I really hate the daddy thing, but, you know. You, you, you're using it. What did you recommend, Britt? Ironically. <laughs> Do you know what I kept calling you daddy as a joke because you hate it as well? Anyway, that's enough. Um, no. <laughs> I, it was your nickname for a while in my head. Okay. Um, I suggested the Midnight Gospel podcast, which is apparently a lie, and it's actually called Help Me Zane. Uh, it is called <laughs> the Duncan Trussell Family Hour. Um, and if you want to look specifically just for the episodes that are used in the Netflix show, there is a very convenient playlist called the Midnight Gospel Podcast on Spotify that it doesn't just have the audio used, it has the whole episodes that audio was taken from. Uh, so, yeah. That, that is available on Spotify for you. And I recommended Strange Air, which is a, an audio fiction about an investigation into a disappeared radio host who was hosting a paranormal spot on a late night radio. Mm, what doesn't kill you makes you Strange Air. Oh, shut up. <laughs> close. All I was, was thinking close. was uh, uh, smarter, better, faster, stranger. Stranger. <laughs> Our heads work in very similar yeah. ways. Absolutely. On that note, if you want to get in contact with us, reach out to us on our socials or if you have a podcast that you produce and you want us to listen to or if you're a fan of a podcast that you would like us to listen to, you can submit that either over our social feeds or you can go to our home on the web, that's not canon.com forward slash castology where there's a handy dandy form for you to fill out. Um, until next time, I've been Zanzi Weber here with Brittany Taylor Hetherington and Harry George Wallace. Keep listening to podcasts, everyone. Ooh. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.